Hey moms, welcome to this episode of the Dorenda Wilson podcast. I'm Dorenda, wife to one, mom to eight, nana to 10, and 30-year veteran homeschooling mom. I'm also the author of three books, soon to be four, The Unhurried Homeschooler, The Four-Hour School Day, and Unhurried Grace for a Mom's Heart. My new book coming out March 5th is called Raising Boys to Men, a simple, mercifully short book on raising and homeschooling boys. I'm so excited to get this book into the hands of moms. If you want to stay abreast of all that's going on with it and be part of some of the giveaways that I'm going to be doing, I'm going to have t-shirts made and I'll be giving away books. All you have to do is subscribe to my email list. And not only will you be able to keep up with everything and possibly win some free items, you're also gonna get free access to Unhurried Grace for a Mom's Heart devotional. And so I encourage you to do that. I would love to have you there. And I also wanna remind you that if you've got teens, be sure to listen past the prayer at the end of this episode for an amazing opportunity for young adults. I always have to ask about math because I know math was one of those things that was a very difficult thing for me to walk out with our kids. And there's nothing like a wonderful math curriculum to help. And so you might be looking for a new math curriculum. CTC Math specializes in providing online video tutorials that take a multi-sensory approach to learning. Creative graphics and animation synchronized with the friendly voice of internationally acclaimed teacher Pat Murray makes learning math easy and effective. CTC is also favorably reviewed by Kathy Duffy's 103 Top Picks and the Old Schoolhouse Crew Review. The lessons are short and concise to help your child break down concepts and appreciate math in a whole new way. Visit ctcmath.com today to start your free trial. That's ctcmath.com. I'll leave a link in the show notes. So today we're going to be talking about why it's so important to get our boys outside. Boys have tons of energy that needs to be spent, but sometimes that also means a trip to the emergency room. We've experienced our share of their those trips, and we've also had encounters with CPS in the emergency room. But honestly, legal encounters with child protective services are not just limited to school-age children or toddlers. Uh, my own family's situation in 2022 actually involved our newborn grandson who ended up in the hospital. Laws regarding newborn health procedure and medical opinions can sometimes clash with parental rights. So Heritage Defense has represented many Christian homeschool families in these kinds of situations. So if you intend to homeschool, but only have very young children or even just expecting your first, I encourage you to sign up with Heritage Defense. Membership benefits include a 24-7 hotline to a Christian attorney, full legal representation from initial contact all the way to court if needed, and legal consultations at no additional cost. All of this for only $19 a month or $190 a year. Learn more in the show notes and be sure to share this with any young parents who might benefit from membership. So with my new book, on boys coming out soon, Raising Boys to Men, I've been spending some time here on the podcast focusing on raising and homeschooling boys. One of the best things that we ever did for our kids and specifically for our boys was to give them lots of time outside. Today, Mark Hancock, the CEO of Trail Life, is here to share with us why it's so essential to get our boys outside. And if you don't know who Mark is, let me give you a little background on him. Mark is an author, award-winning writer, conference speaker, 
the CEO of Trail Life USA and holds two master's degree in the degrees in the mental health counseling field. He has spent a number of years in private practice and has taught at secular and Christian colleges. His expertise is respected nationwide and he has chosen to partner Trail Life USA with Brave Books to launch a thrilling children's book focused on the detrimental effects of excessive screen time and the numerous benefits of outdoor adventures and connecting with others in person. And this book is called Too Much Tubular, which you can get at bravebooks.com. I'll leave a link in the show notes for that. Mark lives in South Carolina with his wife of over 30 years, along with their two kids. Mark, welcome to the show. We're really thankful you're here today. Toretta, thank you so much. I'm thrilled to be with you today. All right, well, let's start out with this topic of screen time because that's really what your your book focuses on. And I know so many parents struggle with screen time. How much is too much? When should we, you know, start allowing them to have screen time? Um, and it, it just has become this sort of battle for parents. And, uh, you know, as parents, we have to teach our kids and ourselves healthy parameters. Now, in your book, you discourage too much screen time. So can you share what, psychological effects can be caused by too much screen time. Yeah, well, there's so much research on this now, but we still are really at the beginning of understanding the impact of, of this digital age and, and how it uh, really changes the way that we process things, the way that we think things, how it takes agency away from us in so many ways. I mean, you you don't get to choose what you're going to watch on, mm-hmm. on uh, when you're dealing with social media or some of these other apps and things. It, it, it gives you the next video. It gives you the next thing to listen to. It gives you the next thing to read. And it learns what it is that you like. And so it gives you more of that. And so th- those that sort of impact on on the brains and the, and the way the way that we're losing our agency, our, our, our ability to kind of think critically about what it is that we're looking at, because it's just going to tell us what we need to watch or do next. Um, it's really having quite an impact, particularly on kids who know nothing but this kind of digital uh, phone in our hand uh, lifestyle. Right, right. And it is something that I think uh, the parents who are parenting young children now have grown up in the digital age for the most part. And then I know that when we first started having kids in the early 90s, it was not a thing. So I've had the opportunity to sort of see what is it, what does mothering, parenting and all family life look like without all of that. So I feel like I have this, this sort of advantage uh, to a certain degree. And, but to have grown up in it, I think can be a real challenge for parents. And I, I love the fact that so many of the parents I t- talk to are very concerned and want to, they want to do the right thing. And, but like you said, the research just isn't fully out there yet. And so it's difficult to find solid parameters. But I, I think what I'd like you to talk about a little bit is sort of what you walk the kids through in your book. Um, how, do you, how do you convey that information to the kids through the book? Yeah, well, I love that I'm talking to a to a mother of mother of boys because you get it. You <laughs> yes. know, our, our our boys, they're they're not going to pick up on this as easily as a lecture that we're giving them about the evils of the phone that they have in their hand or the digital mm-hmm. thing that they're addicted to. But story goes so far with kids and helping them to see themselves in a story and to kind of as a mirror that they that they get held up to them. And so too much tubular is a story of of where uh, in Freedom Island they're just overcome by this social media thing that's called tubular in that world. Mm-hmm. And it spits it spits these tubes that spit out photos and information. And there people are just desperate to get the next 
the next thing. Right, right. And uh, so almost like zombies, they become addicted to this. And so the, mm-hmm. the, the moral of the story without, without uh, being a spoiler alert is that, that they learn this word called moderation. Because, you know, I'm coming to you through, you know, right. digital electronic format right now. So it's, it's helpful for us. Mm-hmm. But we have to learn where to draw the lines. And so when you put that in story form, it helps us talk with our kids a different way about it. Because it's very different, difficult to lecture your son or your daughter on how much how much they're using their phone when you've got a phone in your hand. Right, right. And uh, so, but, but through the story, uh, you know, kids can see themselves in the story. You know, I think about parents maybe sitting around a restaurant with their kids and you look over another table and you see the whole family with their phones in front of their face and being able to elbow your son or daughter and say, hey, look at the, the zombies over at the next table. And, mm-hmm. and so you can kind of laugh about it. It's a different introduction, different way to talk to your kids because kids can look at that and they can see themselves in that behavior right. now. Right. And so they're regulating themselves. So instead of a lecture, it's uh, it's it's kind of a fun way to engage your kids in this in this very complex subject. Mm-hmm. And I love the uh, what you said about stories. They really do. They can convey so many truths and without actually even necessarily verbalizing those truths, they can pick up on those truths as they're, as they're reading this story. And I think also what you said was really good about, about being able to see themselves in the story, um, because that's huge for kids to be able to say, oh, that actually could be or is me and that is not who I want to be. And like you said, it gives them, uh, it kind of returns that agency back to them, that power back in their hands. It really does. And it, so so how far can you get with another lecture on how right. bad this behavior is for you? <laughs> right. But if you can kind of laugh about it and they can see, and you know, who's who's a great example of this? I mean, Jesus just walked around and and he would he would tell a story mm-hmm. in order to really imprint on us for us to see and to place ourselves in that story. How would I have behaved as uh, you know, dealing with the Samaritan or how would I have behaved if God told me that he was going to flood the earth? You know, so so we can see in those stories uh, our place in them or, or if God required that I take my son up that mountain and and sacrifice him, you know, so so we see that all through the Bible, we, we have this example of story as a way for him to relate, to, for God to relate to us uh, the principles of things he's trying to get across. And it's so easy to communicate. And we know that about our kids because mm-hmm. that's what we're doing with them in Sunday school. We're telling them the story and story just has a place uh, in, in the mind and the hearts of our kids to be able to bring about change in a way that isn't as 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 direct and as painful right. <laughs> for parents who are demanding the attention uh, when there's uh, so many other stories that are competing for the time. So we put these good stories, good examples in front mm-hmm. of them, uh, which mm-hmm. makes for a great conversation. Yeah, which is exactly what Brave Books is doing right now. And I so appreciate their work. Um, one of the things that I think Moms typically, after you know, we have this brief conversation about how we all know that too much screen time is is not good. It's not healthy for our kids. But there's this idea of how can we uh, give them a better alternative? You know, so so if you've got a kid who loves screens, they, I've experienced this before. Um, you know, we limited our kids' screen time, but there was still that. There, there tended to be sometimes that nagging for more. And so I think what we really wanted to camp on today is to talk about that alternative of getting outside and sort of 
compare and contrast. You know, here's the screen time and and what what happens. We've, we've talked a little bit about that. So let's talk about um, let's talk a bit about getting our kids, our boys outside specifically. I know that it's good for girls too, but um, I just I know that my boys like they have a need even as adults now to just be outside. And so let's talk a little bit about just some of those benefits of getting our boys outside. Yeah, well, it's huge, particularly for boys, uh, although all of us could use some more outside time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But it's huge for boys in an environment that they're kind of uh, not as familiar with as they have been in, in previous generations. Right. And uh, and it's such, a, such an amazing place. So in Trail Off USA, it's a Christ-centered, boy-focused, character leadership adventure organization. And we use the outdoors in order to grow boys into godly men. We put them in situations around godly men, mentored by men in a male-focused environment, which is something they're not finding in other places. You mm-hmm. know, a lot of times mm-hmm. boys uh, end up in the digital world because that offers them uh, things like keeping score, and, right. you know, which which they're not going to find uh, in, in a lot of sports today. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it gives them a place where there's risk and take take risk and right. there's competition and all these things that boys are drawn to naturally. They're wired for risk and competition, and so they don't find it in the real world. So we drive them to the virtual world, and then we criticize them for spending so much time playing video games. So if we can create another environment for them that creates risk and competition, you know, doing something difficult, let's put a 60 pound backpack on and, and go, and go, go on a hike with, with some of my best buddies. And all of a sudden that phone or that video game doesn't hold as much appeal as it Mm -hmm. used to, because they're discovering this world that's really uh, wired for them because they were built for that world. And uh, so getting men and boys in the outdoors together, enjoying the outdoors, pushing their boundaries a little bit, you mm-hmm. know, not beyond the point of safety, you know, just barely above uh, where right. it is that, that, that they've done. So you're creating this risk and competition and exposing them to new things, letting them learn that they can do hard things mm-hmm. and, and they can be proud of themselves for that mountain that they climbed or for doing that difficult thing or repelling off that cliff that was a little bit scary. And, and Boys thrive in that environment. Mm-hmm. You know, they 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 don't tend to engage in something if there isn't something at stake. Right. And so we put them in these wonderful uh, places in this robust awards program, which boys love. Mm-hmm. You, know, you got to give them reward for what it is that they worked for. And so we've created this environment that's really built for boys because we think that boys and girls are different. I know you know that. <laughs> <laughs> that boys and girls are different and they thrive in that kind of environment. So uh, they're choosing that over their video games and the digital right. kind of devices because right. they're discovering once again the the power and the attraction and the enjoyment they can find in the outdoors. Mm-hmm. So I love all of this. Everything you said is so on par with what I've written in my book on boys. I, one of the things I repeatedly say is that they were made to lead, to build, to protect, to provide, and to conquer, and and that they have to be given a mission. You give them a mission. Um, and they are amazing how they can, because of that desire to conquer, if the mission is clear and they see some value in it, they will overcome it. And it's amazing what they can do. And I think that um, one of the other things that I've weaved throughout the book is dad's role in a boy's life, how important that is. Now, my book is directed towards moms, but I talk about dads a lot. However, there are a lot of moms out there who are single moms or don't have the kind of, um, mentor for their sons that they would like. And so I love that we're getting them connected with trail life because 
that would be such a great fit, uh, specifically for someone who's in that situation and desperately wanting godly men in their son's lives. So um, love that. Love the, this whole thing is just so, um, so, so needed. And I'm wondering if you could kind of just give us a little bit of background on trail life. When did it start? And, and you know, who started it? Why did they start it? Can you, can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, it's an amazing story of really the hand of God moving. Um, you know, about 10 years ago, a little over 10 years ago, the Boy Scouts um, had indicated they were beginning to get, uh, to let right. go of some of the values that they had held for the longest time. Here for mm-hmm. over 100 years, they gave us wow. astronauts and presidents and generals and leaders. Mm-hmm. And they built great men, but it was clear that they were going to be letting go of some of their more traditional uh, values. And uh, of course, for the last 10 years, they've done nothing but but go even push that envelope a little bit further uh, every couple of years. And so out of that, about 300 folks across the country said, we got to do something about this. And we knew that a lot of churches weren't going to be able to charter Boy Scout troops because they can't align with their values. Mm-hmm. And churches are actually putting themselves uh, at risk of their 501c3 status when they are contracting with an organization that doesn't share its values. And clearly Boy Scouts don't share the values of most mm-hmm. uh, conventional, traditional biblical churches. And so we knew something needed to be done. And so former uh, scouters, executive scouters, uh, Christian ministries, and all about 50 of us gathered in Louisville, Kentucky in 2013 and spent a day and a half uh, talking about what an alternative to the Boy Scouts would look like, one that restored the original values of the Boy Scouts, what that would look like. And out of that room was seven men formed a steering committee. I was on the steering committee. 68 days later, we held a national convention. We had 1,200 people, 1,100 men come from 44 states at our inaugural convention 68 days later. And then three months wow. after that, we launched uh, with 5,000 members on our first day. And I stepped off of that committee to become uh, the CEO. So we're 10 years down the road now. Now we have 55,000 uh, trailmen mm. across the country. We're in all 50 states of over 1,200 churches that have Trail Life USA troops. But uh, we, th- I, I, you know, people say, well, you know, you're kind of like Boy Scouts. I said, well, we are. You have handbooks and uniforms and a robust awards program and, and outdoor activity and those sorts of things. And, um, but there's two things that separate us. We are Christ-centered. Um, we're not just an outdoor program having a Christian experience. We are at right. our core a Christian ministry that uses the outdoors to grow boys into godly men. Sounds like mm-hmm. your book title. Mm-hmm, <laughs> and mm-hmm. the second thing, we're boy focused. You know, we think boys and girls are different yes. and they they need some something uh, aimed at them. You know, when you talk about single moms, you know, boys are largely unguided today. Mm-hmm. You know, 43% of them are now raised by a single mom. 78% mm-hmm. of, of teachers are females and 80 something percent of uh, Sunday school teachers are female. So, Girls have these wonderful examples of strong women. A single mom is doing an amazing job of raising that family mm-hmm. on her own. Mm-hmm. And that girl in that household has an example of a strong woman. That boy doesn't. And then right. he goes to school and there's a woman at the front of the room. Then he goes to Sunday school and there's a woman at the front of the room. So boys are lacking in this. So uh, so, so we, 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 so they're asking themselves a question. What does it even mean uh, to be a man? So we know it's important for Trail Life and organizations like Trail Life to provide role models, mentors, examples of what a godly man looks like. And so we've built this whole organization uh, around those ideas. In fact, we have a proven process for growing boys into godly men. I, I can't wait to read your book, and, <laughs> but I, I've, I've got a book out called Raising Godly Boys. In fact, it's free right now at our website at trailofusa.com oh, called Raising Godly Boys. And we talk about a four-step proven process 
for turning boys into godly men. And uh, uh, I'm sure that you, with all of those, all of those things would ring true with you, have, you, you being a student in, in this area. Mm-hmm. But um, uh, we're, we're seeing it make a difference. Uh, the testimonies you, you hear every day, you know, when you talk about, you know, we talked earlier about the power of a story. I can tell you about a single mom in Virginia who said, she came to me after an event. She said, you know, my husband died 10 years ago mm-hmm. and left me with a two-year-old son. She said, I cried out to God that he would give me male leaders for him, Christian men who could help him when he got older. And she says, now he's 12 years old. He's a navigator in Trail of USA. That's our middle grade program. Mm -hmm. And she said, and he is surrounded by godly men and my husband would want me to thank you. So that's just so powerful that we're providing this thing. So single moms are, are drawn to it. Uh, fathers who are looking for a new way to connect to their sons, mm-hmm, uh, with their mm-hmm. with their sons, are coming to the program, and so they're mm-hmm. they're discovering a new way to 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 spend time together. Because I don't have enough time to get as good at video games as my son, so but I'll take him in the outdoors, and we right. got time time together out there. So great, yeah. And then we also have men men in our program who have found their brotherhood. They may not even have a son in the program, but they are there uh, helping to raise the next generation and, and volunteering and working in that troop. And they're spending weekends out camping and hiking and and doing outdoorsy stuff with other men who mm. who share the same values. So so I think that's why we're seeing so much growth in in trail life because. Uh, those two things are Christ-centeredness mm-hmm. and the fact that we are boy-focused and we think that boys need an environment that's that's designed for them because there's so few places that understand boys today. I, I couldn't agree more. I just say yes, yes, yes to everything you just said. Um, I love the connections too. It's not just it's boys with their dads. If they don't have dads, it's boys with godly mentors. And then also just amongst the men having community because then the boys get to see also what does it look like to have community with each other as adult males. So just the whole picture, the whole thing, the whole package is right there. So I would love for you to just share, um, you shared the the big um, favorite testimony story um, of how trail life changed a boy's life. But I would love for you to just maybe mention that you've just some of the, you know, maybe unknown or underestimated benefits that you've seen in boys over the years with the amount of outdoors and interactions they get in at trail life. Yeah, well, our highest award is called the Freedom Award. It's very difficult to achieve. Uh, if you refer to the Eagle Scout, it's like that. But um, like my oldest son earned his Eagle Scout when he was 13. But we generally don't see the Freedom Award until the boys are 16 or 17. It's a mm-hmm. more difficult award. And um, the, one, one of the parts of, award, uh, of, of earning the award is they write a freedom ambition essay where they talk about their experiences in trail life and how it's affected them and what they're going to do in their future. And I read every single one of those essays. I mean, they come mm-hmm. from all over the country from boys in these trees, but I I read every single one of them. And I can tell you story over after story about a boy who found a relationship with Christ or found his best friends or found a restored relationship with his father. The story, the boy out in California who uh, was stood before this troop full of men, he had a single mom and he stood up there and he said, I need to thank the men in this troop. You taught me how to shave and you mm. taught me how to love Jesus. Mm. And I thought, oh my gosh, those guys nailed it. And if you can imagine his mom sitting there in that audience saying, yes, you know, mm. oh, I had those I men that. there to teach him both the practical and the other part. Mm-hmm. And I, on all, the, all of the places we hear stories like that, I just, just got a text uh, within the last couple of days from somebody who said that they were at an event 
And a man, a man came, uh, he was 22 years old. He was in trail life, uh, graduated out of trail life, but has come back and serving there. And he said, I have found my purpose. You talked about purpose earlier. Mm. He says, I have found my purpose. And this is a man who had six suicide attempts. Oh my and he says, I, I, have, I have found my purpose again. I have something to live for and it's pouring into this next generation. Mm. I said, oh my gosh, that's so good. Or the father who was walking along with his son at one of the events, he was with his 11-year-old son and they were going from the fire to the dining hall. And he said, the son reached up and held his hand. And he said, I thought that time was over, but here I am spending the weekend with my son and here he's as an 11-year-old is feeling close enough to me and thankful for this time be close to me that he's sitting there holding my hand oh, as man. we walk along this, along this place. <laughs> and you just say, you know, and that's just a few of the things that just yeah. come floating back to us. But you got to right. say with 55,000 members and 18,000 volunteers across the country, mm-hmm. this is being repeated over and over mm-hmm. again. Mm-hmm. We're creating opportunities for boys to become godly men, for godly men to serve boys, for dads to find a connection to the son and for single moms to take that boy and put him in a place where he can be mentored mm. by good and godly men. There's nothing that. but good stuff that's going to come out of that, Dorena. Yeah. So we're, so, yeah. we're so thankful for, oh, for, for, that's for God amazing. And, and the way that he's directed us in this program. Well, well, I'm getting ready to send my manuscript off to my book designer, but I'm going to take a, a pause and I'm going to add Trail Life to the back of the book as a recommendation for parents to consider for their boys because it is very hard to find good resources. I've got, I've got a list of books. I've, I've got some books for to share with our boys. Very brief, just a short list, but I would love to include that at the end of the book. So I will make sure that I take time to do that. Um, this is uh, just so amazing. Amazing. I, I'm so thankful because I do I have such a heart for boys and such a heart for the next generation of boys because I know from raising five boys how incredible they are. So different than me, but so incredible. And I have learned so much from them. And just taking the time to, to get to know them to understand them, to let them be who God made them to be and, and, you know, just be the best mom that I could be to them has been such a privilege and such an honor and uh, just such an adventure. And now they're adults. It's still an adventure. I always like to say that they still care what I think, but not more than they should. And, you know, so we've got that kind of relationship. And I also know, you know, as I'm, I'm 56, my husband's 63. And, you know, at some point we're going to get to the end of our life. And, um, you know, if my husband goes first, I always look at my boys and I just literally tear up because I know they're going to take care of me. Like I will not be alone. I will not be alone. Those boys will be right there. And so that is just such a, a blessing and such a beautiful it's be, it's wonderful to be able to see that circle back around like that. And I think I just wanted to mention that as an encouragement to moms out there who might be struggling right now with their sons. And you know, sometimes the one of the reasons we can be struggling with them can be as simple as they just need to get out. They need to get outside and they need to be doing manly things like they can do with at trail life, you know? So that that may be the answer to many moms' prayers who happen to be listening right now. Because I'm telling you, you get them doing physical things, you get them conquering, you give them a mission. Uh, In the words of one mom, my job as a mom of boys is to employ and exhaust. 
you know? And so it's just, they have this energy and it's either going to be used for good or it's, it's not. And so we get the opportunity to redirect this, this energy instead of putting a lid on it and trying to control it all. We're going to, we're going to redirect it. And so trail life sounds like a wonderful place to redirect that energy towards. I would love for you to tell moms a little more about how they can get connected with the troop in their area and and maybe share the cost. Yeah, sure. If you go to traillifeusa.com, traillifeusa, two L's in the middle, dot com. And uh, there's a tab there, I think it's uh, get connected. If you click on that and then Mm -hmm. you can find a troop. And it'll show you a map of the United States where all the troops are. But you can put in your zip code and uh, click on that. And it'll show you the troops that are nearby and, and, and how to contact them. You just click on that button. You can send them an email. Let them know you're interested in visiting the troop. A lot of them don't share that information online, but you can reach out to them and say, hey, what time do you meet? Right. Uh, I mean, you, you find out the location, but the time and stuff, sure. you, uh, you need to reach out for them. And uh, But if there isn't a troop in your area, the other tab there is start a troop. And it shows you how you can get five adults together mm-hmm. uh, working with uh, the local church. You know, we're an outreach at a local church. We mm-hmm. just don't meet in the basement of that church. We are a an outreach. We consider ourselves a ministry of that local church, nice. which is, you know, by, by recreating ourselves after a hundred years of Boy Scouts and seeing them lose their way, um, we secure uh, the organization through a number of things. And one is the emphasis on the local church and our connection mm-hmm. with the local church. Um, we talk to every senior pastor. We make sure they're aligned with our values. And there's, right. unfortunately, there's fewer and fewer uh, churches that, uh, that are saying what it is that we're saying about boys mm-hmm. and girls. But uh, we we make sure they're aligning with our values and we're partners with them when building their church. I had a church in Georgia not too long ago. The <clears throat> pastor told me, he said, Mark, for 20 years, I've been trying to get my adults to show up on Wednesday night. And I have the same group on Wednesday night. People, and they come and they go and their lives just start being changed. He says, but you know what? I canceled my Sunday night service, my, my, my Wednesday night church, my Wednesday night service. And I said, we have a trail life troop on Wednesday night and we have an American Heritage Girls troop, which is our sister program, totally okay. different organization, but right. they minister to the girls. They meet on Wednesday nights. He says, I told my church, said, if you have a boy, you join trail life. If you have a girl, you join American Heritage Girls. If you don't have a boy or a girl, you come and you help. He mm. says, my Wednesday nights have exploded. My wow. whole church has turned out because these boys are active in the program. The girls are active in the program. Adults and adult men who could never find their place in ministry mm. are now ministering on Wednesday night to that group of boys. And we have boys from the community who never would have walked into this church who are coming in here on Wednesday night and then they're showing up with their families. And that unchurched boy mm. shows up at the troop and that unchurched family is joining my church. Mm. And it's just such a powerful uh, way of seeing the way that we're impacting um, church communities. So so go to the website, find out how you can find a troop. It's pretty easy. And if you don't have one, start one. And we right. have, uh, 18, like I said, 18,000 volunteers across the country who help come alongside you and get that thing rolling. Great. Well, I will we'll be sure to leave a link in the show notes for that. Also a link to your book. Um, I did actually do, I don't even have any any boys young enough to be in the program but I did do a little search myself just out of curiosity because I kind of live a, a pretty rural place. There's one like literally 15 minutes away. So they really are everywhere. So take the time moms to go and search. And um, like he said, like Mark said, if you don't have one in your area, um, I, I am confident that God can bring together um, a, a small group of people to start that in a church as well. So Mark, would you mind praying over these moms uh, before we close? 
I would love to. Father, we just thank you for the, the moms who are listening. God, what a, what a calling, uh, God, to to minister to those kids in the household and make that commitment to homeschooling. God, I've, you know, my wife and I, as you know, Lord, we, we experience that. We homeschool our boys. God, I know the stress of that and making that decision, the, the, conven- the inconvenience of doing that, God. But I also know the glory, God, and I would just pray that you would just encourage these moms Every single one of them, God, they'll be encouraged in knowing that they've made the right decision. That mom, that mom's Hussein or something. My gosh, I'm so tired. And God, that you would just lift her up and just strengthen her and let her know that this is this is the right thing. You're on the right path. I just encourage them. God, put before them the the things that they need, God, in order to to raise those boys and girls into godly adults. In Jesus' mm-hmm. name, Amen. Amen. Okay, moms, before I let you go, I want to share with you one of my favorite resources, XL College. Now, we're all aware that the world is noisier than it's ever been before, crammed full of information, opinions, and claims about what's true. The need for our teens to be able to think critically is at an all-time high, but the unfortunate reality is that critical thinking skills amongst teens and young adults are at an all-time low. My friends at XL College are passionate about reversing those statistics and their due doing something about it. XL College hosts a summer leadership camp where young leaders learn to discover God's truth, discern wisely and live wholeheartedly and have fun doing it. With thrilling adventures like camping, rock climbing and whitewater rafting, and expert training and certifications in categories from CPR to wilderness first aid, your teen will have the experience of a lifetime as they adventure into truth. Apply now at the I will leave a link in the show notes. Have a great day, moms.